Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. So, Emily, did anything exciting happen in your life in the past week? <laughs> I mean... Only, like, the most important thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> Which was? I went to the Sideshow opening night. <sighs> Guys, it was magic. It was wonderful. It was really cool and really special and felt, like, really kind of epic. And I have lots of opening night playbills to sell off in my old age. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're re- that's my retirement fund. All your opening night playbills? Yeah, my opening night playbills. Sell because think about it, like like right now, if somebody on eBay was selling like an opening night playbill to like, I don't know, ragtime. Yeah. Like how much do you think that would go for right now, seventeen years later? I don't know. But what if it were like moose murders or something? Right. That would be a lot. Exactly. Wait, did Moose Murders officially open? Uh, yeah. I oh, think yeah, they, that's right. They it closed got on opening night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but like, yeah, anyway, sideshow. It was wonderful. It was so wonderful. And I just love the energy on opening nights because the energy on opening nights are really special and the audience is so there. And like I was at first preview and the audience was really great. And then opening night, the audience was wonderful. And it's also like fun and weird to like be around all these people who are like really fancy. And like I, I, you know, I dressed up a bit. Yeah. But I was like sitting around all these men in three piece suits and, and, you know. Yeah. Fancy shit. Yeah, they're like industry, you know, well, like people. industry adjacent. Like well, the people, exactly. The people yeah. sitting in front of me, like the, it was this like adorable older woman sitting, sitting in front of me. And then this like these two men who I think were a couple, but I'm not sure. They were both like very like classy looking, mm. you know, probably early 40s. Yeah. Three piece suits. Um, but yeah, and she was like, one of my friends is the producer and he gave me a ticket or whatever. And she's like, she like strikes me as like the type of woman that normally would be like standing outside the matinee of something like five minutes before being like, anyone have an extra ticket? (laughs) Like she was like one of those. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, and then the two guys were like, oh yes, one of my friends is also, they were all like friends of the producers. And I was like, I bought a ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Did you see Norm Lewis? No, I didn't really see. I was sitting in the mezzanine, so oh. I didn't actually see. I, I did, You know who I did see? Who? You know who touched me? Who? Joel Gray. <gasps> Joel Gray touched me. Did he like just blink he at was, you no. absentmindedly? <laughs> not say anything? <laughs> he was like coming off of the step and repeat, and I was trying to get into the box office to pick up my ticket, and he like brushed by me and touched. He touched me. <laughs> oh my gosh who else did i see i think oh i saw lena hall on the step and repeat oh that's good um but that was kind of it i sort of like went and went to my seat and i have to say i like it i've been to a few openings and this was the one that really i think sideshow really it's about sideshow you know what i mean yeah sideshow is about sideshow for me right it's not about anything else yeah like all the other opening nights i went to like I've either had a ticket to the opening night party or been like, how do I fucking get into the opening night party? And this, I was like, 
I actually, I guess also because it was the first opening I've ever gone to completely by myself. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to fucking try to get myself into the opening by myself. Right. That feels weird. Like, yeah. what would I do once I got inside? I'm not going to talk to anybody. Nope. <laughs> you probably wouldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> and I wouldn't you... drink anything. Yeah. So yeah. I would just, I don't know, I'd like hit up the dessert table <laughs> and then like just stare at people. Put some cookies so. <laughs> in your purse and get your get on yeah. your merry way. I mean, I legitimately would have stolen the centerpieces off all the tables because oh. that's what I've done it. Oh, yeah. Past opening nights that I've attended. Yeah. It's like a free prop. Yeah. It's like a ice souvenir. That disco ball from the Leap of Faith party, it's still sometimes when the light hits it in just the right way in my living room, it makes my room look like a disco. Yeah. Disco ball. I have a bunch of red apples from the scandalous opening night party. Anyway. Yeah, so it was really all about the show and getting to see the show, and I love the show, and I want to see it all the time i know you basically are uh, as much as i can yeah i have seen it seven times now yeah. it's a lot <gasps> the last time i saw it the girl i was buying they came out with a new magnet wow <laughs> new design so okay. i bought the new magnet yeah um i haven't bought any of the other merch though because you know it's like buying a ten dollar magnet two i've bought two ten dollar magnets but like the mug i want with the two handles yeah Yeah. it's 25 i almost bought that but then i was like don't buy both right now and i that's what i said i was like ah i'll get it next time yeah (laughs) and the merch girl was like how many times have you seen this or she no she didn't say that she said she said like what number are you at now or something like not like not like oh my god how many times have you seen that show but like an insider yeah what's what's your number yeah I love that that's like that's a weird thing. That's the title of a rom-com about What's how many number? people you've slept with. Oh, I was going to I thought you were going to say that that's the name of a rom-com that I make where I you meet could, my you future could girlfriend because she also saw Sideshow 20 times. I like it. You could change the meaning of that phrase. Yes. I'm going to reclaim Amy it. Amy Adams was in it or something. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. Anyway, she was like... How many times have you seen yeah. it? And I was like seven and I laughed and I was like, the merchandise people recognize me. What are you going to do if you hit 10? Are you going to keep going? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, because that's like your magic number. No, I'm definitely going to see it more than 10 times. Okay. I hope to see it more than 10 times. I will. Yeah, I should see it more than 10 times. Mm. Definitely. I should see it more times than any other show I've seen. It's my favorite show. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like sense. I need to see it at least 11 times. I probably will see it more than that, though. Yeah. Depends on how long it's here. True. If it ran, well, I guess that's what I meant because your tenth time, with the exception of like Scandalous, I think, or no, it was Leap of Faith. You couldn't go to closing. I couldn't go to closing. Um, But was always was closing. That's true. I like to hit a nice round number. Yeah, I do. Kind of wish I had seen Scandalous ten times instead of nine times because of the nice round number. Yeah. And also because the reason why I didn't see it that 10th time, it was like midweek, the week it was closing. And I didn't go because people were making me feel really uncomfortable mm-hmm. about seeing it so many times. And I th- and I was getting really uncomfortable with how people were making me feel. So I was like, don't go. People are going to make fun of you. Don't do it. And I always, every time I've done something like that, I really, I always regret it. It's like when 9 to 5 was in previews Mm -hmm. and I knew that Dolly Parton was at the theater every night doing notes and shit. And I was going, I went to the stage. I went to, I mean, I don't really remember, but I think that first, like the first week of previews, I probably went to the stage door, like seven of the eight performances or something like that, just to see if Dolly was going to be there. And like, 
Like, I think the nights that I hadn't seen the show, I just, like, stood in the back without a playbill or, like, maybe I had an extra playbill that I had snagged that I got signed anyway or something like that. But then, and then there was one night where, like, I'd been getting a lot of people were making fun of me a lot and I got really self-conscious and I was like, don't do it. Don't go to the show tonight. And that was the night that she came out the stage door and signed autographs and took pictures with people and haters to the left. I should have done it. I should have gone. I'll never forgive myself for letting people get into my head that much. And that's why I am seeing Sideshow as many times as I want and I'm posting them all on Instagram and everybody can suck it. Do it. Because I don't care because Sideshow makes me happy. Good. That's all that matters. That's good. I love it so much. (sighs) It's so good. (laughs) God damn it. I could talk about it forever and still want to talk about it more. Hmm. Well, let's talk about a different show because you mentioned that Joel Grey was at Sideshow, which (gasps) made me think of the fact that A, that Joel Grey was in Wicked and B, (laughs) which still is crazy to me, and B, that we both saw Wicked. Oh my God, you guys, we saw Wicked. Wicked. Listen, Wicked, you know, long running shows run and you're like, oh, you're still running. And then there's shows that keep it fresh. Yeah. And Wicked keeps it fresh. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you who don't know, we have both seen Wicked before. And we went this weekend um, to see a cast that was leaving. I'm so glad that we did. Me too. Well, also because, okay, so right now it's Jenny Barber um, as Glenda, Christine Dwyer as Alphaba, Mary Testa (laughs) as Madame Morrible, Justin Guarini as... Um, Fiero. <laughs> and oh my god, and you know who else? Did you notice who else was in the ensemble who played Elphaba's daddy? Oh, yeah, Wade Cullum. I know, Mama. making his Broadway debut. I was so excited when I saw him. I was like, oh my god, Trassic Park, I love you. I know. And submissions only. Yeah, Good he was him. also Tick on the national tour of oh, yeah. um, Priscilla. Oh, I would have liked to see him. I know, right? He was great. Good for him. I know. Um, yeah, I feel like. Well, Jenny went in like in February or something. I feel like Jenny's been in for a she's long time. She's been in for a while. And since she's been in, I was like, holy shit, I have to go see Jenny Barber. And then it was like, she's leaving this weekend. And it was like, oh shit. Yeah. But we both saw it. We did. What a miracle. Oh my well, God. to be fair, Emily saw it first because she um, needed to. Needed to. She listened to a bootleg. <sighs> Sorry. And <laughs> well, here's here's a case for bootlegs. Well, there you go. That's true. Because I was sitting I was sitting on Wednesday night talking realized was talking to my friend realized that Jenny was leaving this weekend and was like, "Shit, I want to see her." And then I just pulled up a bootleg I had of the show and listened to it and listened to Jenny and listened to Christine and that and I was so I was like I don't have time to see Wicked I don't have money to see Wicked I don't I'm not gonna be able to see this and then I sat and I listened to like three tracks off the bootleg and was like no I'm definitely seeing this <laughs> because this needs to be experienced live yeah and then basically I got texts from Emily <laughs> saying you have to go I, I have yes. no choice I demanded it I, I like, demanded you did you deman- I demand you see Wicked this I weekend I demanded that you see Wicked this weekend because as per the Schmazy well, rules sure. uh, the only way to be eligible for a Schmazy is if both parties in the Schmazy com- voting committee both Patty and Emily yes. <laughs> have witnessed personally 
whatever right is, the performance uh, yes or the performance the, of the production or whatever and so we, i knew that i was like right. if you don't get your ass to that theater then jenny barber and christine twyer are not eligible for schmazies and that is a crime against yeah. theater yeah and that's when it's hard the replacement category because yeah. we obviously cannot see every replacement yeah. that goes into every show um but i'm really glad i did also because the last wicked experience i had was kind of meh not not the performances. I saw Lindsay Mendez, who was amazing. And she killed it. Yeah. And Ali Mazi, who was great. It was just, I don't know, maybe it was the crowd or whatever. But um, I left sort of being like, okay, Wicked. I had seen it once and I just saw it again several years apart. I don't feel like I need to see Wicked again. Not in a bad way, but just in a... I saw Wicked. Nod. That's I so nod my head. God, I fucking love Wicked. And I, like... The thing is, I love Wicked, too, and I love listening to that cast recording and the songs that Alan Menken wrote for Stephen Schwartz (laughs) are fantastic. But I don't know. Again, maybe it was crowd this time coupled with those great performers. And I was closer, although my seats last time were great. You were Um, closer this time? I was closer physically, Ah. like not a full necessary view because last time I was front of the Mez. So it was a great Ah. straight on view. But Where were you sitting this time? G all the way to the right. Did you move it in a mission? I didn't. It was pretty full, mm. and they were good enough that I didn't really yeah. feel like searching out a, a single seat. I was in, in like H all the way on the left side. Yeah, left side. And I like right at intermission, I stood up and just sort of did a little yeah. groundhog, and then <laughs> I spotted two seats in the second ah. row and was like, beeline, bitch. There was like three two rows in front of me but i was just like oh, that's not really yeah it's fine yeah. and i wasn't missing anything i didn't see real tier realness real tier realness well, though but i verify I, i'm um i saw emotion that i would yeah. believe was real tier yeah. realness that, so. I have, it was good yeah jenny barber real tier mm-hmm. realness One, oh. i thought jenny barber was so Wonderful. I thought she had such a good, she was so funny, like so legit hilarious um, yeah. and had such a good handle on like bubbly, the bubbliness and the, the um, you know, kind of bitchiness yeah. of, of Glinda. But then in the second act when like shit gets real, like she also has the heart to back it up and mm-hmm. she has the emotion to back it up. So you're like, oh God, she's so funny. Oh my God, my heart is being ripped apart by her because I actually felt like this is the third time I've seen Wicked live, but I've like killed that cast well, recording. Sure. Um, haven't we all? Haven't we all? God, <laughs> like I literally know. It's You know what I was realizing see, seeing it the other night? I was like, I literally know every lyric, although I don't, like I could sing all the lyrics, but I don't necessarily know what all the lyrics are, you know, because of the way people like sing them and oh, pronounce yeah. them where I'm like, I don't actually know what that lyric is, like what the words are. I could sing it the it's way like, Adina Menzel like sings Patty it. LaPone. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I felt like this, so this is the third time seeing Wicked, and I feel like this time more than any other time, I really was feeling Glinda's story. Like I was, I was like at the end of the show, I was like, I'm sorry, this is Glinda's show. Like this show is about Glinda and her emotional journey, and like her journey. She opens the show and she closes the show, and it's about like, oh my god, I was so, I was so struck this time watching when they were like going sneaking through that door, and when they were talking about like we could never tell her like Glinda, like oh, I wish we could yeah. give her a sign or whatever. And I got, 
started weeping because I was like, oh, my God, she spends the rest of her life thinking that they're dead. Well, and she's kicked out the wizard so she could potentially pardon them and like get Oz to people don't like them. The people love Glinda, so she could potentially win them over. Mm. I don't know. They're supposed to die in the book. They die. There's no happy ending. Oh, yeah. Wait. Alphaba and Fiero die. Die. I never got past the part in the book that gets real boring when she's like in hiding for a while. I never got past that. I never read past that real boring section. I mean, Gregory Maguire signed off on this adaptation and I understand the market that they were going for and so why they didn't have Alphaba die. Mm. But I that's always in the back of my head. That's so funny. Not in like a bad way. Especially at this point, it's been 11 years. I'm right. um, like, have settled myself to, <laughs> to the fact that she doesn't die. But um, I don't know. It's like Finding Neverland where mm. they took an adult movie and turned it into a family musical. Mm. They took an adult book and turned it into a family musical. I really wish that Glinda and Alphaba were together. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems real natural well, to me. Yeah. Makes I'm, sense. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a large con- constituency out there that agrees oh, with you. I've read the fan all fiction. The, all the slash. I have read some fan fiction. Slash fic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they then you get into the perfect for each other. They deserve each other. Mm. <laughs> this hat on you. That's my favorite part. What a bitch. Mm. I want them to be together. <sighs> you can write like. This is like the view of the Wizard of Oz from a different angle. You can write like the view of Wicked from a different angle. What? Where they're like together. Okay. <laughs> sure. It'll be erotica. Great. That's in right now. You know, Fifty Shades. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, but Mary Testa. Oh yeah, Mary Testa. Because Madame Morrible is a dumb role. Yeah. And amazing actresses have played that yeah. role. Carol Kane, yeah. Kathy Fitzgerald, Rue Mary Testa, Rue McClanahan. Um, Rue McClanahan's understudy, who I saw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like, what a lame role. But Mary Testa did so as much as she possibly it. could with Madame Morrible. And the crowd was loving her. And I think they were kind of like, shame on them for not knowing Mary Testa. But we're kind of like, who's that? Did you read her bio? Yeah. Oh. She's like, I'm a Broadway boss. Oh, my God. I think the only more underused I've seen Mary Testa was in Guys and Dolls. Okay. Mary Testa's bio is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Mary Testa, Madame Morrible. Two Tony nominations, two Obies, Drama Desk Awards celebrating Queen of the Mist, and three decades of outstanding work. Other nominations, Lucille Lortel, four Drama Desk, two Drama League, ten original cast albums, Broadway, Guys and Dolls, Xanadu, Chicago, 42nd Street, Mary Christine, Mary Christine, Marie Christine, Marie Christine, Christine. dang it, On the Town, 
Forum, The Rink, Marilyn, Barnum, Opera, Anna Nicole at BAM. Off-Broadway includes Disaster the Musical, Caucasian Chalk Circle, Love Lost, Regrets Only, See What I Want to See, First Lady Suite, String of Pearls, A New Brain, Tartuffe, On the Town, In Trousers. Films include Eat, Pray, Love, The Bounty Hunter. Wait, she was in Eat, Pray, Love? <laughs> Apparently. Oh my God, we need to rewatch that I movie. I uh, watched it the first time. She was in, sl- wait, what? Oh, I saw that. She was in Sleepers? Oh, Sleepers? Yes. Oh, that makes sense. It was filmed in New York. Like the Woody Allen movie? No. Oh, it's, wait, it's what am I thinking It's not a Woody Allen of? movie. I don't know. It's a real dark movie oh. about these kids who are get sent to juvie and Kevin Bacon and some other guards like do bad things to them. Wait, this is my favorite part. Sorry, let me go back. Films, Eat, Pray, Love, The Bounty Hunter, The Out-of-Towners, Sleepers. Television includes recurring on Whoopi. End of bio. Well, yeah. Amazing. Mary Testa. Outstanding God. work. God, what a fucking Three great. Decades. Oh, yeah. She really is like, you know what, tourists? I'm awesome. I'm Mary Testa. I'm Mary fucking Testa. And everybody in New York knows who I am. Oh. I hope she says it like that. Too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Do you think she does the stage door? Probably. Hmm. I feel like she doesn't. Maybe she wouldn't. I feel like she doesn't. She might be someone who like goes out the stage door but walks fast. And if someone's like, Mary and she'll stuff. like sign your playbill. Right, but right. she probably assumes nobody, nobody cares. Oh. Which shame on you. Shame all on you. you should all care. Didn't you read her bio? There three decades of outstanding. They work. gave her that drama desk like how they gave Bernadette Peters a Tony. Yeah. Because Mary Mary Test is awesome. Yeah. God, she was so fucking funny in Disaster. Oh, my God, yes. She was great. She's so funny in everything. Love her. Oh, wonderful. Should we have our weekly check-in on what Lee's <laughs> up to? Yes. This week in the world of Lee Carmelo. Actually, I have two <laughs> things. Great. One thing, um, Lee's doing a reading yes. next week with Audra McDonald, uh, Will Swenson, yeah. and some other people who I've... Oh, Mark Kudich is Mark in it, Kudish, too. Mark yeah. She's um, doing readings all over the place with Mark Kudich. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, that's funny. They should take selfies together. <laughs> I wish Carolee was on Instagram. <laughs> She's, like, not even on Twitter, whatever. Um, and, yeah, reading. Really exciting. Some uh, new Lachusa musical called Rain. Yeah. That's about, like, people stranded on an island and a prostitute or something like that. That's what it sounds like. Fun. You know what I thought was really stupid is there was a thread on the Broadway world um, where people were like, this reading, Audra. And then, like, a couple people were like, she's playing a prostitute. And we're like, yeah, it was very. And then the whole thread was like, I'm sorry, why do you, what? What? Why are you making that a thing? Nobody cares. She's Nobody's an actress. Like, yeah. She played a coke addict. I, that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, did you guys not see Porgy and Bess? Also, um, Lady Day, because Billie yes. Holiday was like a fucking yeah, mess. Broadway World. Why all of a sudden such a prude someone on there? I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, Carolee Carmelo, just booking all the readings. Yeah. You go, girl. We would like to go to that. Yep. Um, um, we have asked and are uh-huh. waiting to hear back probably a solid no. <laughs> but <laughs> but listen, nothing at all. Hook hook a bitch up. But you know, we're available. I'm free. Available. We'll be very effusive about our interest in it. And um Emily will just talk about Carolee Carmelo. So mm-hmm. 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 I'm What's, a, I'm a great audience member. <laughs> we're both great audience yeah, members. Yeah. 
We're very active. We laugh. Uh-huh. We clap. Uh-huh. We're respectful, too. Yes. We turn our phones off. Yep. We have no snacks. No snacks. Occasionally no drinks, but I try to use a straw so you don't get the ice sound. I don't think I've ever gotten a drink in a Broadway theater. Hmm. Bring my own water. Uh, What's your second piece of Carolee news? This isn't really news. It's just (laughs) something I thought about this week that for some reason only occurred to me now. So I'm going to Atlanta with my friend Philip in February to see Tuck Everlasting. And as part of this trip, we were like, we're going to stop in Marietta. And then only this week was I was like... Carolee's going to be in Atlanta for the entire time she's doing Tuck. Is she going to go to Marietta? I'm sure she's not. You texted that to me. I remember. I've that been a, I've been thinking about it a lot. And it took me until right now to. Do you figure think she's going to go? There's like a his, there's that. like a Marietta historical museum there that I bet has stuff about Leo Frank. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like that might be a thing that she would do. A day trip on her day yeah. off. I don't think it's barely even a day trip. It's like 20 minutes out of the city. Oh, Philip and I are spending like the whole day there. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know why? You know what else is it there? The Gone with the Wind Museum. Ooh, so that's what we're doing. That's fun. We're going to hit up the Gone with the Wind Museum. We're going to hit up the like Marietta Historical Museum, whatever that is. Have some lunch. Sing all the wasted time. <sighs> Maybe. Just like I sang, he plays the violin in Philadelphia. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know the weirdest thing I've done so far? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's it's like I came about it uh, around to this naturally. Like it's not that weird because I was looking up like what stuff to do in Marietta. What stuff is there? Like is there like a monument or a mm-hmm. statue or something or something for yeah. Leo Frank that I can go see or pay my respects to? Um, and I was on some you know government not government but like you know some Marietta website tourist website, mm-hmm. um, and they had like the street corner to the either the location that was like the jail that he was kidnapped from or possibly the spot that he was murdered on. Um, And I did Google Earth that location. But it's like a fucking, you know, it's like an intersection with like a KFC and like a mall. Like Memorial (laughs) Chicken. Well, I thought about it. I was like, if oh my gosh, like maybe I'll go. And then I was like, oh, it's like a, it's like a strip mall. Hmm. So I don't think I'm going to go. I'm no. not going to go to this, the site that Leo Frank was lynched on. <laughs> I went to the site where Princess Diana died. Really? Yeah. Are there still flowers there? Um, well, this was like 10 years ago. So. Uh. No, 14 years ago. So I'm not sure, but I think so. There's right. like a statue there that's art. It's not, it's not, her. Um, it's not her or anything. Oh. It was there already. Um, but in the way that people rode on the benches and on the side of the road at like Abbey Road um, for like the Beatles and, and Kurt Cobain's bench has messages all over it. That um, statue has messages all over it. People wrote on the statue? Like on the base, not the actual because the statue Well, I know. It's her statue now. It's the people's princess's statue. Um, And I put flowers on it. That's nice. I was 17. That's cute. It was very, it was only three years after it happened. It was like very real to me. Whoa. I loved Princess Diana. Someone write a Princess Diana musical. (gasps) Ooh. Who would play Princess Diana? I was just thinking that. Hmm. Kelly O'Hara. That's who I was thinking of. (laughs) That's literally who I they was They gotta get on of. it, though, because she was yeah, 36 they, when she died. Yeah, they need to get on that right now. <sighs> okay, so it can't be Kelly, though. It could be. Not that we don't want her to play another princess, but 
Princess Diana wasn't the most perfect of princesses. It could be Laura Osnes. Mm, oh, no. Emily's not on board. I'm not on board with that. Okay. A, because I, just I don't want Laura Osnes to play any more fucking no, princesses. This is I mean, like, this is not like a Disney princess. Yeah. Like, I get it or whatever. But I don't see that. I don't okay. see it. Um, What about... Uh, I don't know why I think she's a soprano, apparently. <laughs> princess Diana was she's a, a princess, soprano. aren't well, they? Well, I guess. They're all sopranos, That's aren't true. they? Not Princess Winifred. Oh. Once upon a mattress. True that. Um, you know who else kind of comes to mind? Although they were, it would have to happen like right now. Christiane Knoll. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. You wig her right, and mm-hmm. I feel like she kind of looks like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Christiane Knoll might be my pick because I also think Christiane Knoll can, is gritty enough. Like I, yeah. I think Christiane Knoll is a really great fucking actress. Mm. Um, yes, absolutely. We named uh, an award after her acting. Right. <laughs> We did name an award after her acting, the Christiane Knoll Ragtime Award for reinterpretive acting. Yep. God, Christiane Knoll is such a fucking good actress. Really I wish great. she was in things that I could see every day. She just does all those damn concerts. Christiane, I can't like, I can't like get a van and follow you, you around like to your symphony. <laughs> her symphony concerts. Yeah, Christiane Knoll, that's my pick. For the I like minute. that. That's who are the good. other characters? I don't know. Charles. Do you know who I was thinking it could be? I can't remember what his name is, but the guy who played the British prince in Anything Goes, or I guess he wasn't a prince. Adam. I feel like his name is Adam. Oh. Let me look it up. Oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He's got big He's ears. He's got big ears. And he actually also is British. Adam Godley. Yeah. From Anything Goes. Wait, you want him to play who? Charles. All right, ears, right? Yeah, Prince Charles, and I think he's English, so he also kind of has like that English look about him. He's a little goofier looking. Prince Charles is pretty goofy looking. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's not as lanky as I think. I'm picturing what he looks like on like The Simpsons or something. (laughs) So yellow. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) He is. I don't have like a royalty Mm. fetish. It doesn't interest me, so I'm like totally out of the. He isn't as lanky as Adam Godley. That's definitely Mm. true. But I think um, that's why I I associate him being goofy. He's like goofy and lanky. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. Hmm. What about? I don't know who else. Oh, he's too young for it. But you know who came to mind is Ed Watts. Yeah. He's, t- he's kind of too young, don't you he's think? He's also, like, way too handsome. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I mean, you Prince can Charles. ugly that up. And sorry, Adam Godley. <laughs> not that you're not handsome. Oh, God, this is terrible. It's like when you have to cast a, a plain person or an ugly person. That's why they just end up casting beautiful people, and we all pretend. Mm. I don't know. Um, and then maybe, um, oh, what's her name? Why can't I remember it? I don't know. <laughs> um, nice work. She was on for like five minutes in the end of the show. Estelle Getty? Est- not Estelle Getty. Nope. Estelle Parsons. Parsons. <laughs> Estelle Parsons could be the queen. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. I'm on board. And then I don't know if we want to have a framing device with like the boys older. I definitely think there should be dogs. Oh, yeah. Lots of corgis. Corgis <laughs> all over the place. And swans. Because do you know that if you swans. kill a swan... Um, all the swans in England are property of the royal family of the queen, and it's a crime to kill a swan. All of them in all, the country. Yeah, 
Like, what if what if I like buy a swan at a pet store? I don't. Well, first it's of all, it's mine. I, you can't. Why not? What about if I buy one? I don't from think a they breeder? have domestic swans. So the only swans in England are. What about free roaming swans? Those are the queen's swans. You can't own a free roaming swan. I just saw a story a story where they like I think it was in Scotland, they put cones around a swan that was just like hanging out in the middle of the street. I saw that. Cuz they couldn't they can't can't move the swan. Oh, I thought it was like a cute thing like, well, oh, like make way for ducklings. I thought that's what that picture was well, about. Wait, so is this like <laughs> is this like if you were like all the all the brown bears in America belong to Barack Obama yeah. or like all the bald eagles belong to Barack or like yeah. that makes no sense. But like what about the free bald eagles that are just roaming around Alaska? You can't own those. They could like fly to Canada and they're not even ours anymore. That's not how swans work, though. <laughs> I guess I don't know that much about swans. Are swans like French bulldogs where they're like genetically like, you know, like French bulldogs are not like a naturally occurring breed. No, swans are natural. They're just, they're real mean, too. This I is don't understand how you can own all the swans. Wait, you could have the ensemble wear those like Bjork swan dresses. <laughs> I think the musical is about the swans. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Maybe Diana's reincarnated as one of the swans. <gasps> it's like a mash. Uh, it's also has a big ballet number. Yeah. Like swan like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. this musical this sounds nonsense. terrible. We're going to close in New Haven. It's true. <laughs> oh man. Who writes the music and the lyrics? Last thing. Just real Last quick. Last thing. <laughs> Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, awesome though. That if, if we're if writing can, the nonsense musical that we have just yeah, described, Andrew Lloyd absolutely Webber, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Definitely. If we're going an actual like legit, legit, maybe Jason Robert Brown, and it closes in a month. <gasps> oh, I would. Lo- I really want to hear Jason Robert Brown's score for the Diana. I, I want to hear that. I know. I was going to say Aaron's and Flaherty, which is my answer for that everything. That would be great too. But again, like, none of these people are like right. a wrong answer. It's right, just the kind right. of musical that you're looking for. I would want to see Lippa's. I would want to see his version of Diana. I would want to see what he would yeah. do with it. Challenge. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Here's some other nonsense. Um, Peter Pan Live is happening next <gasps> week. And thankfully, we've learned they have not removed Uggawug, but they have changed Uggawug. It's now called True Blood Brothers, which is a line in the song. And it was... Helped out by Amanda Green. I'm very, very curious to hear what this new show song. What the, I mostly it's like, good luck getting that racism out. Well, they have a Native American consultant. Do they have a Native Native American person playing Tiger Lily? I don't know if she has. Who is playing? Brown. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, the first step. Yeah. She's not white and blonde, as in the Mary Martin version, which I believe this, oh, no, this one, this article I'm looking at right now did not link to it, but another one um, did that, like, included that. Here, watch Uggawug from the Mary Martin Uh, version. Guys. The other thing that's good about this is that from now on, this is going to be the licensed version. For real? Yeah. Well, that's good. Stop doing Uggawug. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder if there's a is there something in the licensing agreement that they can like keep people from going like I don't know. Like, if you do that in the show, then you get, like, a fine. Get a fine. They pull your licensing. Yeah. Tiger Lily is played by an actress named Alana Saunders. It's I her am... Uh, sorry. That's okay. It's her only IMDb credit. I was going to say, I'm very excited by the fact that she has no credits. Because yeah. that probably means she is actually Native American or close to it. Yeah. In some way. Because otherwise, they would have gone with a name that we were familiar with. Yeah. Well, good. Hopefully. You know, I was thinking about, or this, like, uh, you know, thinking about the Ugwug stuff and, like, ugh, how do you get the racism out of those old shows? And I was thinking a lot about The King and I this week because mm-hmm. I'm real excited about The King and I, and I love The King and I so much. It's, like, one of my fave old shows. And then somebody, I saw something, like, on Tumblr, you know, somebody was like, oh, great, yeah, bring The King and I back and, like, offensive. And, like, how about showing us, like, an awesome story about Asian people that is not, like, ridiculous and horrible. And I was like, do I have to stop loving The King and I because it's actually pretty racist? I honestly don't know because I think I've told, like, we talked about this. I have only seen parts of the movie (sighs) and... um. I know the music. I'm sure I don't think it's anything like like what was in Anything Goes previously <laughs> or like what Drowsy makes fun of. You know what I think of it as kind of uh, I listened to the cast the Donna Murphy cast recording today and I think it's kind of like I don't know, it's a little bit like the Mikado in yeah. a way where it's like a little parody, but I don't think at the time that it was written no, it was parody. I think the problem is it's about imperialism. Right. That's the issue. And right. I don't know how the the Asian characters are treated and they may be treated with respect and like digni- with dignity and all of that. I'm probably not at the beginning because everybody's going to, mm. I wouldn't think, talk down to them. Well, you know what? But I was, it's, sorry. I was just going to say, it's still about like white people coming in and sure you know well i think it's also with the king and i i maybe i mean i don't know the 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 king is like such a ridiculous character like he's so over the top and i can understand how like etc etc and so forth is kind of offensive but it's Mm -hmm. also just like fun but i understand that that is probably going to be hurtful to some people so that's what made me be like oh can i not enjoy him being like, et cetera, because it's like so funny to me. But you know what I was really thinking about? I was like, why do I love The King and I so much? Because I love it. And I think Shelby Dance is like so sweeping and beautiful mm. and like romantic. And like when he, when they're dancing and, and he's like, we're not doing it the same way that you were doing it with those men. And she's like, yeah, we are. Like you're dancing. You're doing great. And he's like, no, it wasn't like that. They were holding hips. like, And he like hold, takes her hip. Yeah. It's like so fucking sexy to me for some <laughs> reason. And I was like, why is that like so awesome? And I fi- kind of think I figured it out because I was thinking about it. I think it's like, okay, wait, this is like real. It's a lot. Okay. Anna is, like, such a kick-ass feminist. Like, she kind of comes in there, and he's like, you're going to live at my house, and, like, you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. And she's like, mm, I know, bitch. I make my own rules. Like, I'm a widow, and I don't give a shit what you say. I don't care that you're the king. This is how my society works, and, like, I don't believe in your bullshit, and I'm going to – I'm a strong, independent lady. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And they have, like, um, compromises that they make in their deal, and – 
really their relationship, like them falling in love with each other, it's like he's so sexist. He's awful. Like he's truly, he's truly terrible mm-hmm. and like a not great guy and like has all these ho- things that are ingrained in his way of thinking because of the way he, his society has raised him and treated him. Yeah. And the fact that he falls in love with her as like this kick-ass feminist. Yeah. That's why it's so awesome. Mm. But they could never be together. Mm. It wasn't meant to be. But they were supposed to fall in love with each other and learn something and then go and lead their lives. I don't know if I've been changed for the better, but... Mm. I've been changed for good. Exactly. (gasps) (laughs) God, I'm so excited about The King and I. I'm excited to see The King and I. I love that show so much. Love it. Speaking of race... (laughs) (laughs) We're really hitting the hot button issues this week. Yeah, we saw Disgraced. It was fantastic. It was really good. It was really, really good. It's very interesting. It led to, it was funny. We went to a bloggers event and there was a little talk back afterwards, but then they also did a reception afterwards, which usually when we go to those things, that's before the show. And I wonder if they did this on purpose. Mm. It could have just been because it was a seven o'clock curtain, but because it was after the show, we all stood around and talked about the show. Right. Which I thought was, was nice. Like really nice. Yeah. Especially a show like that. I think yeah. that is a show that there's some shows, I mean, I always want to talk about my shows, but like there's <laughs> some shows you get out and you're like, oh my God, I love that. I love the costumes and I loved her wigs. And then there's other shows where you're like, see, I think the blah, 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 smart shit. Um, and then there's and other the- shows where you're like, I don't even know. I'll <laughs> see you guys later. But yeah. this, yeah, it's there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And you know, yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was very smart. Mm-hmm. I like it when I see shows. This was, you know, I like it when I see shows that are, I think are smart, but I can also understand. Because a lot of the times, not a lot of, I, I so many words. I don't like seeing shows that uh, make me feel stupid, basically. Yeah. And sometimes very intellectual what was that play we saw a long time ago where that old man yelled about it being terrible? Arcadia. Yeah. Tom like Stoppard. Arcadia. That was a play that I saw that I was like, I feel like I'm an idiot. Like I feel stupid because I can clearly there's something happening and I'm not getting it. Like yeah. I'm not, whatever it is, I'm it's over my head. And it's yeah. There was an old man. Yeah, he was like, This is terrible. 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 We were sitting in the rear mez, and there's no way the actors on stage did not hear that. Yeah. They definitely heard that. It was very loud. And because because it was a very difficult play, and everyone was either sleeping or really paying attention, (laughs) there was, like, no sound. Right. It was very quiet. I felt like that performance, there was a lot of people being like... (gasps) There were acoustic (sighs) issues with that, too. It was hard to hear them. On top of, like, having to really pay attention. I don't even remember what There's it was about. There's a lot of math in it. I don't know. Which yeah. I, like went right over my head. Yeah. So that's why I like Disgrace because I thought it was very smart, but I could comprehend Absolutely. What it's was certainly going on. accessible. Yeah. And um, I also like that I think um you know, we were talking with some of our blogger friends um who were saying that you know, they like could see some of the plot points coming and I was like I didn't see any of those coming but then obviously upon looking back on it I'm like oh my god how brilliant like really well crafted arcs um by the playwright Mm -hmm. um like great foreshadowing that 
you know, obviously for some people, they could see it coming. But me, I like I liked the foreshadowing in that show was great because it's one of those things where, like, when you think about it later, it all comes yeah. together, but it didn't give I it didn't away. I didn't see all of it coming, yeah. but I saw a few things, but then it is that same thing where you look back on it and you're like, you were totally setting us up for yeah. all of that. Really great. Definitely go see it all. Go see it. Everybody go see go it. Go on the Pulitzer. Have great conversations afterwards, mm-hmm. even if they're angry. <laughs> One of the good things about this show at the talk back that the actors were, someone asked a question um, as to whether it resulted in a lot of political conversations and if it made them more passionate. Mm. Um, and Hari, who plays Amir, was saying that the best thing that they've found as a cast is that there's like no wrong way to feel when you leave the show. Mm. Um, it might change people's minds. It might <laughs> um, make their ideas more cemented. Mm. It might make them open to hearing both sides of something, but people come out of it with all sorts of different reactions and some are anger and some is a little bit enlightenment, but there's no real wrong reaction. And as far as they've been seeing, there's no one that leaves without reaction, which I think is important. Yeah. Well, I thought, what did he say? Somebody asked a dumb question. <laughs> somebody, somebody, talk back. Somebody, yeah, somebody <laughs> asked a dumb question. Somebody was like, what's the message you're trying to get across oh, in yeah. the show? And that's, I think that's maybe what led him maybe. into be like, we're with like, because there isn't, he was like, there isn't a message. The message is people are complicated and nobody's right and nobody's wrong and everybody's complicated, you know, which everybody I, has a little bit of right and a little bit yeah. of wrong and some people, you know. Which I loved yeah. and actually for a second after it was over, I had a moment of being like, I don't know what this show is trying to say. And then I sort of realized it's not necessarily trying to say anything in that sense, right. in like of a message. It's just talking about people and their shit and specifically a lot that has to do with race and religion. Right. What I thought was most compelling is that I think what the show is trying to say is give everybody a chance. Yeah. That's because true. like, you know, um, who's his face from the TV? <laughs> Josh Radner. Josh Radner's character was quite likable, especially to a Jew lady like me. Mm-hmm. Like he's funny. He's um, cute. you know, and like Jewy and adorable and shit. And then there was like a certain point where you're like, no, 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 stop. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked you so much. Yeah. Why? Uh, because there's like a you get attached to characters when you're seeing a show yeah. and you want them to like be awesome and you want them to succeed and then like I felt like all the characters it, so anyone sitting in the audience anyone could identify with any of those characters yeah. and be like that's the one I like I'm rooting for them or whatever and then you go all of the characters have a point where you're like no 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 yeah. wait wait ah! yeah because you know what bitches bitches be complicated yeah everybody's complicated it's true Great. And what uh, Josh Radner also said, like, every one of, like, what you're saying, every one of these characters will disappoint you at some yeah. point. There's, I like, a point of no return. Past the point of no return. They're all the phantom. Yeah. Yeah, it made me... Th- no, I don't want to spoil. Okay. Go see the play. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. We should have a talk about trigger warnings. Because mm. well, I think that show needed a trigger warning. Yeah, and that's another conversation that we talked about last week. And one of the things we we were talking about it after the show was like, how do you do that as a writer without Mm, spoiling? spoiling. But I think it's 
I think you could have something up, something in the playbill on any of the ticket websites that say, you know, there's a potential trigger in this show. If you think you may have a problem, see the house management. Yeah. And they can tell you specifically if, you know, here's my issues. I was raped. Is there rape in this show? No, but there's this. Or It's definitely something that needs, there needs to be a resource somewhere yeah that is doing that because i felt like not that like what was in this show was like a trigger for me personally but i was disturbed by it and i did cover my eyes and not watch it happen because i didn't want to see it and i was really upset when it started happening especially because literally like 30 seconds before what happened happened (laughs) i'm not gonna say what (laughs) uh i was literally like this show's fucking perfect oh my god can't trying to brainstorm tweets about how good it is and then i was like oh why did that have to happen but like uh, it's so complicated because i thought about it a lot and i think it's important for the play and i think it makes sense for the play and i do think it is important for that those characters that you see what happens yeah but a little heads up maybe and especially since, you know, I think everyone was upset and disturbed, and you're supposed to be, but if mm. you're someone who that's going to cause some sort of emotional break for, you know, you should have a heads up. Right. Right. So let's do it, guys. Trigger warning. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onto something a little lighter. <laughs> we went to Jen Tepper's book release party. Congratulations, Jen Tepper. Just... <gasps> Chipping away at that Broadway before it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> For Untold Stories of Broadway, Volume 2. Mm. Lots of stories. Some of not the St. James in this one, mm. um, which is your favorite theater. Favorite. The Nederlander's not my favorite, but it like holds a very special place in my heart because it was the first Broadway house I went to, and then also it's where Newsies was. Mm. So that's in this book. So I'm excited to read about mm. that. God, I can't wait um, to read the St. James stuff. Jesus. Hurry up and put that other book out, Jen. Yeah. I wonder how many there's going to be. I feel like there's going to be like five total. Well, I mean, yeah, we could do some simple math. There's, there's 40 houses plus the ones that they're covering that are not houses anymore. Yeah. And there's, what, eight per book? I think so, yeah. I can't do math. Well, eight times four, I mean five. <laughs> eight times five is 40. So... Maybe the later ones will have a little more. Yeah. Um, but I th- I'm excited to hear all the tidbits. Mm. We heard some good stories, some funny stories. Um, Jeremy Jordan did a Laura Osnes impression. Oh, man, you guys. If only you'd been there. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that hit the entire time that Jeremy Jordan was up there reading Laura Osnes' story, I was like, like, like a dog, like going, burr. <laughs> and like looking around the room being like everybody else heard that right everybody else heard that like everybody else we're all we're all witnessing what's happening right now <laughs> he was like crazy yeah not crazy but like just being weird it was very bizarre sometimes like, Laura, funny. sometimes his Laura Osnes sounded like a southern bell yes his Laura Osnes was ve- I want to see more of Jeremy Jordan's Laura Osnes yes because you should do <gasps> idea Okay. You should do a show at 54 Below as Laura Osnes. And she does a show as Jeremy Jordan? I'd What if that. they did a show together and they did that? I swapped. Okay. I like that. I'm on board. Yeah. Do it. Oh, my God. 
There's also, he had a Freudian slip. He said boobs. Yeah. And he meant to say bobs. Blonde boobs. Oh, it was real funny. He's like, yeah. there's all these blonde boobs running. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Congratulations, Jen Tepper. Congratulations, Jen Tepper. at the, the Sardis itself. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I can't believe we know you. <laughs> Everybody buy her book and buy volume one and yeah. buy all the volumes yeah. after that, too. Absolutely. And learn about the Broadway. Love on the theater. Yeah. Some good stories. Do you know what I appreciated? I was looking at um, at that, at the books. They spell theater, T-H-E-A-T-E-R, but there's a note in it that for the purposes of the book, the building is spelled E-R and the art ah. is spelled R-E. I like that. Which is, a, an I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, so I like that at least there's, you know, you're setting people straight on where you stand on that issue. Right. Yeah, that's good. I, 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 I'm on board with that. I feel like I, I tweeted something the other day where I very consciously was like, I was, I was saying something about theater and then also making reference to a movie theater. And mm. I very consciously was like, the theater that I'm talking about that's a Broadway theater is R-E. And the theater that's a movie theater is E-R. Yeah, I don't spell movie theaters R-E because that's dumb. Because it's a movie theater. It's movie theater. Well, but then here's my question. Because we've yeah. both been in the Gershwin recently. Yeah. Gershwin's like movie theater. Oh, well, yeah. It's not like really an R.E. The, the Minskoff. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit. The marquee. the marquee. I mean, they don't have the R.E. feeling. Nope. Which is unfortunate. Did you, you see the green screen at Wicked? No. I saw you tweet about it, and oh. I was going to look for it, but I didn't see it. Oh, man. Um, basically they had a green screen up and it was like you, you know, you had some props and accessories and things to choose from. And then you could take a picture in front of the green screen and then they, you know, it looks like you're hanging out with like Glinda and Alphaba. And also the Glinda that you're hanging out with, Kendra Kessbaum. Which Alphaba was it? Well, Jackie Burns, I think. Uh, I'm not sure Do you though. think Jackie Burns goes over there sometimes? Oh my God. And like takes a picture <gasps> with herself? Shit, I will pay a million dollars <laughs> to get somebody to get Jackie Burns over there to take a picture of herself in front of the in the green screen with herself, herself as, as Wicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost said as Wicked. As Wicked. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, <laughs> until today, when you realized <sighs> Wicked is Glinda's story, it is Glinda's story. <laughs> Here, I have one bone to pick with Jen Tepper. Uh oh. Has it Carly Carmelo been interviewed for your book series yet? Maybe she'll interview her for the Lunt Fontaine. Carly Carmelo is Broadway royalty. Jen. Just saying. Don't want to make an enemy. <laughs> I also have a 75% quota that I promised to you people. Right. So I'm trying to meet my Carly Carmelo quota. It's not hard no. to do. No. <laughs> Wait, but we have other super exciting casting news to talk about. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> other exciting Carly Carmelo news. No, we talked about her casting. She's in two. She's been cast in two shows. That's really good for now. She's an angel. Okay, continue. No, but casting. John Cameron Mitchell. Oh my God! Is <laughs> Hedwig? Shit! This is probably the most exciting casting news I've my lifetime. That's probably not true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't no, know. That I mean, I, it's pretty epic. Oh my God! I. This is like I never thought this would happen. I, it didn't even, that's not even like a thing that happened in my brain that I was like, what if he came in? Oh. I didn't even imagine it. I didn't even imagine it and now it's happening and we're going to see it. 
Oh my God. Definitely. We're definitely seeing it. Oh my God. I'm so excited. That is so special. It is. I want him to spit on me. Mm. I've never wanted that from anyone. (laughs) Not even Carolee Carmelo. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty big. I'm so excited. Me too. I can't even wait. Too. Oh, it's gonna be epic. I'm like paranoid that it's like gonna it's a sold out right now. I feel like if Neil Patrick Harris didn't, because not saying what are you that about? Neil Patrick Harris sold that shit out every night. He sold it out, but like we were still able to get tickets. Oh, oh wait, I forgot how we got those tickets. Right, we got those tickets from my friend who bought them the right. day they went I on forgot. sale. Hun. I don't know why I just called you hun. It sounded bitchy. It was. I didn't but mean that's it okay. to be that bitchy. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I got it. I was. I forgot. I'm just really scared that we're not going to be able to see John Cameron Mitchell at an affordable price point. Well, that's probably not going to happen. Shit. Just because already the cheapest ones. They're not, not affordable, mm. but. I'm so broke. Well, we might have to do a lottery. A yeah. bunch of times. Like a million times. If I miss John Cameron. No, I mean, I'm not. I can't because no. now I've seen the other three. Also, I really, 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 really want to. But I feel I like won't. now I just have to yeah. see all the Hedwigs. Yeah, now you have to see all the Hedwigs. Because it'll be weird if you didn't. Yeah, right? Yeah. It would be weird if you saw like three of them. Well, and especially if I did not see John Cameron Yeah, Mitchell. yeah. Because, come on. <laughs> Definitive. That's the only one I Definitive. didn't see. Definitive. <laughs> like some <laughs> chorus boy comes in after that. <sighs> or like, I don't know, whoever leaves Chicago comes in does Hedwig. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus as Hedwig. Whatever happened to the rumors of it being like Pink or Lady Gaga? I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot. There's been a lot of rumors, and I think they've talked to a lot of people. Yeah. Um. Adam Lambert's been a rumor. Oh my god! Justin Timberlake, which I would like murder myself. Justin Timberlake? I don't know if I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. I mean, A, obviously I'm on board with that. B, I think he'd be great. I think he could actually do it. Could he do it? How about he does the movie remake? I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Why don't you want to see him on stage? I don't know. I'm not not a Justin Timberlake fan. Well, I know. But, you know. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see it. I'm not. I don't know. He's like too famous. Well, yeah, I don't so know, and that's why I don't famous. think it would actually happen. And I think if it he would be did like it, when P-, P Diddy was on Broadway, and they were like, Wait, "Oh, right, yeah, he was in P- Raising the Sun." Yeah, and people were like, "I thought for a second, oh, like, how many songs is he gonna do?" And they're like, "No, it's a Broadway show." Well, I'm sure that will happen. Like and that like woman who prices. asked to go to the Madonna concert. <laughs> now you gotta tell that story. Yeah. Well, I have friends who. Work. I worked at TKTS for a while, um, but I also have friends out there. And some woman came up to one of them one day and asked where the Madonna concert was. And they were like, oh, Madonna. They oh, knew. Because, because, because he knew it, where Madonna was. He knew was. where Madonna was. <laughs> and he was like, no, Madonna's not playing New York right now. She's in Brazil. I don't know. Yeah, Brazil. And the woman was like, no, no, Madonna concert, ticket, ticket. And he looked at her ticket and it was for Evita. And then he just went. He just told her where it was. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's right there. Because he's not going to be like, first of all, there was obviously a language language barrier. barrier, (laughs) And he didn't want to be the one to tell her that it was not a Madonna concert. (laughs) 
Um, although it was like a Ricky Martin concert, sort of. <laughs> At times. <laughs> um, but sorry, lady. First question. Do you think she actually went? Yeah. She had a ticket for it. At what point do you think she realized it was not a Madonna concert? Oh, man. And at what point do you think... Probably, like, like as soon as it started. Hmm. Do you think she stayed? There was an intermission for that, right? Yeah. I would like to hope that she did, but she might have left an intermission. Do you think her mind was blown by the keys changes, though? No. <laughs> because Madonna's she... <laughs> saying it in a lower key? Yeah. No. Because, like... Yeah. <laughs> if she thought Evita was a D- Madonna God concert, damn. I don't think she paid attention to the keys. Boo. I'm just saying. She probably thought Madonna sang it better than Elena Shadow. No. Nope. I mean, not Elena Shadow. <laughs> What's oh. her name? <laughs> Roger. Yeah. Elena Roger. Um, yeah. Oh, Evita. I saw that movie before I knew that musical, actually. I, like, saw that because I think I was, like, in a Madonna phase. And I saw it, and I liked it. Thought it was thought it was good. This was, like, before I was really in, I was into musical theater. Yeah. And then I, uh, you know, came to Jesus and uh, found the cast recording with yeah. Patti LuPone and saw the light. And then probably around the time of the revival, like, pulled up on YouTube like a couple of the Madonna songs and like was horrified by how low the I mean, keys were. I mean, well, there's that. For Madonna, she's not the strongest singer. She worked really hard and being Madonna, her voice sounds the best right, it ever had right. and ever will. Right. Um, but yeah, uh no. I mean <laughs> a new Argentina just kill me, please. Although the movie did add a lot more context that the the musical oh, could yeah. use. That Oof. musical could use a book. Book. <laughs> Some facts. Give me, give me a Wikipedia if page I in the playbook. I never at least. saw that. If I was unfamiliar, I would have oh, no idea oh, what was happening. You got to Wikipedia the shit out of that girl's life because if you see that musical with no context, you ain't got no idea what's happening. No. I knew, I knew, I knew that cast recording, like the back of my hand, and I knew a decent amount about her life. Yeah. And was really fucking Well, confused. and that production was the first production of the musical I had ever seen. I'd seen yeah. the movie, and I knew the music very well, like you, right. but I think that was both of our first production. Yeah, absolutely. Nonsense. It doesn't... Beautiful set. <laughs> Beautiful set. <laughs> one a schmazy. Beautiful ass, Ricky Martin. <laughs> also, one a schmazy. Well done, sir. Breaking news. Oh Holy my God. shit. This came out while we were recording this podcast. Big breaking fucking news. Sting is going to be on Broadway in the last ship. What? I hope he plays under his name Gordon Sumner instead of Sting. <laughs> Just like I think P. Diddy, P. Diddy was Sean Combs. Nice. Yeah. Oh my God, this is crazy. See, this was like a rumor last week. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, that's a rumor that would happen when Sting's musical yeah. on Broadway is doing low grosses. Yeah. Sting's going to go in. Ha, 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 ha. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah. Holy shit, it's real. And it's happening in like two weeks. That's crazy. That is two weeks. Crazy. That's also... Not a lot of rehearsal time? Uh, well, I don't know. that. I mean, obviously he read. knows the yeah. show. It's interesting to me that it's happening over the holidays because you would think the show itself over the holidays wouldn't have a hard time making it. Why? Because 
that's when bad shows do their best because there's so many tourists around that they'll see whatever's available. It's like after the holidays, that's the rough patch. Like that's why shows close in January because I they think, I mean, do okay over Christmas and Thanksgiving, but then after that, there's no advance. I I don't think that's true. I mean, from my experience of looking at grosses, I think the shows that close in January are like, if they're doing low grosses in October, they're doing low grosses in December. Hmm. Maybe a little bump, but not not yeah. not very not anything not anything that would save well, the show from closing like, in January. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, Bonnie and Clyde closed. Yeah, I mean, it's usually like they didn't even I mean, make it to January. Yeah, December thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> it just ah, looks that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, the numbers might go up a little bit. But not not. I think it. I think really what December means is that it's just a lot harder to get a ticket to the Lion King <laughs> and Wicked and Mamma Mia, oh. Jersey Boys. It's really hard Boys? to get a ticket to Jersey Boys. <laughs> we still haven't. We've seen never it. seen it. Good thing Frankie Valley's not going in. I should have seen it when Andy Carl went back. I really regret not going because that was prime and also time when, to see it. When John Lloyd Young is that his name? Who the. Original Frankie oh, Valley. Oh, yeah. I think that's his name. John Lloyd Young. I should have he gone came back, back and seen one of them. Now it's... Andy Carl will never go back to that show now. And he went back, like, right after Drood. That was yeah. prime time to see it. Damn it. Regrets. Somebody give us tickets to Jersey Boys and we'll review it on this podcast. Yeah. Sure. We'll do a, a late-breaking video review. Even. Well, yeah, that too. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Sting but is going to do know. this show. This is nonsense. This is just nonsense. It I'm is. very, I am, I am on the edge of my seat to see what happens to the grosses. Edge of my seat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know because this is well. Well, here's the thing because I feel like there's sometimes shows where they're like, slap that thing together, put some famous names in it, no problem. We're gonna be raking it, it in. Yeah, love letters. You're not raking it in because you were like famous people, famous people, people want to pay money to see famous people. But like this is what is so, this is what is so fascinating about Broadway and will always be so fascinating about theater is that there's no fucking rhyme or reason to what does well. There's no there's nothing. There's no plan you could follow. You There's yeah. no get a star and then it's a hit. There's no right. get this thing and then it's a hit. There, oh, if you get the good review in the Times, then you'll stay. These are the steps. Like, there's no formula. It's totally sporadic and random and should, it makes no sense. Yeah. And no, there's no algorithm no. to, like, figure it out. So this is like, yeah, you're like, oh, Sting's going in. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm very curious. It'll be interesting. The only other time I can think something like this happened was when Billy Joel went into Moving American out. Idiot. Oops. Not Billy Joel. Billy Joe. <laughs> ah. Went into American gotcha. Idiot. Close. Yeah. That would be funny if Billy Joel <laughs> went into Moving Out. And now to finish out our episode, we're going to do our segment we like to call Laura Benanti's Tweet, Tweet of the Week. week. Emily, do you want to read it this week? Oh, yeah, I will read it this okay. week. All right. <clears throat> Laura Benanti, Tweet of the Week, from November 22nd at 3.40 p.m. She probably should have Googled herself less. My tombstone. <laughs> Laura Benanti, <laughs> you're a gift unto us all. Ugh. That's so fucking funny. 
She's a genius. I think Laura Benanti should make a YouTube video where um, it's like, like just I would watch a video if you just set up a webcam and recorded her Googling herself. Yeah, like you when know? I Googled. <gasps> when you were looking at those pictures of Brian Stokes Mitchell. I should repost that. So that yeah, that was a really old, old Patty and <laughs> Emily video. Oh, my God. What a great day. Definitely go and look this up on our, on our YouTube channel right after this. Basically, what happened was this was like really early. This it was because it was in my old apartment. It was our first. We did it after our first review that we oh, ever. Oh, because we were doing. Women on the Verge, on the Verge was, was our first, first review. video review we yeah. did. And then I was like, Brian Stokes. Mitchell. Well, yeah, I like went to the bathroom and I and I forgot to turn the camera off. And Which we were using just the webcam. The webcam. Woof. Yeah. Low quality. Uh, and while I was in the bathroom, Patty went through Brian's to- the photos on Brian Smith's website <laughs> and just reacted to them. It's hilarious. <laughs> Please go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's, it's on it's our gem. channel. It's pretty great because you're just like, because you can't see the photos that you're looking at. Right. So you only have to imagine. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like that click noise on the Mac where you're like, click, click, mm. <laughs> click, click. <gasps> there's like some <laughs> gasp and like oh <laughs> oh my god and then we found that picture of him when he was in Sweeney Todd with oh, Christine yeah. Baranski and he's got a meat cleaver that made no sense no god can you imagine Christine Baranski <gasps> when's she coming to Broadway I don't know she into the woods I'm real excited about into the yeah. woods yeah oh yeah 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 I love her I don't know when I'm going to uh, see Into the Woods if we don't get into a screener. Because I'm going to be in Sweden. I'll see you when you get back. Well, yeah. Well, uh, wait, when's it get released in Sweden? April. What? <laughs> April. April. Oh, and you wonder why people pirate movies. I know. I, look, I was like, oh, maybe it comes out. No. Hey, I saw Dreamgirls when I was living in Israel. Mm. It, had, it had Hebrew subtitles. Yeah. I saw Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in Spain. I'm really excited about Into the Woods. Me too. Get us into a screener, somebody. Yeah, do it. And also get us into that Carolee Carmelo, Audra McDonald reading. Get us yeah. into all the readings. Just thanks. Okay. <laughs> That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with a Y. And at Emily Faye Oakley. And find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go see live theater!